Welcome to the FBC Athens podcast, open to explore devotions. The devotion for today, the 14th day in our Lenten journey to the cross, is given by Jamie Hogan. This is based on the parable of the laborers in the vineyard as recorded in Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. Today, the reading comes from the contemporary English Bible. Listen to the tune of Simple Gifts, played by Addison Acock, and prepare your mind, heart, and spirit to listen for God. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After he agreed with the workers to pay them a denarian, he sent them into his vineyard. Then he went out around nine in the morning and saw others standing around the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. And they went. Again around noon, and then at three in the afternoon, he did the same thing. Around five in the afternoon, he went and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you just standing around here doing nothing all day long? Because nobody has hired us, they replied. He responded, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the workers and give them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and moving on finally to the first. When those who were hired at five in the afternoon came, each one received a denarian. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarian. When they received it, they grumbled against the landowner. These who were hired last worked one hour, and they received the same pay as we did, even though we had to work the whole day in the hot sun. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I did you no wrong. Didn't I agree to pay you a denarian? Take what belongs to you and go. I want to give to this one who was hired last the same as I give to you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what belongs to me? Or are you resentful because I'm generous? So those who are last will be first, and those who are first will be last. The parable of the laborers in the vineyard is a jarring reminder that the hierarchical constructs of capitalism have existed far longer than most of us probably want to acknowledge. And are we so different in our positionalities now? We have landowners, those with power and influence, and we have workers, the landowners depend upon, those that keep on keeping on to make ends meet for their families. In the current state of things, what with wage disparities, 
the affordable housing crisis and ever-widening gap of haves and have-nots, the human consequences of greed play out on a daily basis. All of these sins, dressed up as sophisticated policy, really amount to a blatant disregard of our neighbors, doesn't it? The season of Lent brings the recognition of sin to the forefront. I recall my father talking about sin. This was many years ago, and I remember him saying, you know, there's no rating scale of sin. Like, if you sin in this way, you go to some deeper circle of hell, if I may invoke a literary reference to Dante here. Or if you only sin in this other way, you get a better seat to the concert in heaven. And it really has nothing to do with heaven or hell. Because as the parable in Matthew illustrates, we are all welcome in the kingdom of heaven, and we must make our earth like our heaven. At least that's what Jesus seems to ask of us. The season of Lent also brings our humanity to the fore. As human beings, we are so easily susceptible to our sinfulness, our sin against God, against ourselves, against those we love, against those we don't even begin to understand, against the earthly mosaic of land and sea and sky. I do think the sin of judgment is, for us as Christians, sort of low-hanging fruit. It's the proverbial devil on our shoulders, whispering in a language of justifications. And that judgment sits right at the heart of our original sin, in our faith and in our nation. It breeds division and contempt for the other. We see this play out among the laborers in the vineyard, the ones who worked all day for an agreed-upon wage. They are completely baffled and consumed with ire and judgment of the ones who did not work as long as they did and as hard as they did in the heat of the day. And because they have not put forth the same perceived effort, they should not get the good seats, right? Maybe they get a seat on the lawn. Maybe they need to listen to the concert from the parking lot. But if our earth is like our heaven, according to Jesus, we all get a seat at a really long table. And judgment doesn't have a seat at that table. Which now begs the question, who is at that table? When you close your eyes and envision those sitting at the very same table as you, who is there? We are provided with insights into who sits at the table according to Jesus. The leper, the outcast, the prostitute, the stranger, the homeless, and countless others at the margins. Because that long, crowded table of beloved community has no margins. Margins are a human construct designed to sort and divide and judge. We are all of us, sojourners, traveling through with the knowledge that our time here is fleeting, and there are no accommodations for bitterness, hate, or the enticement of revenge, to quote the late John Lewis. His life's work, a testament to all that is possible when we embrace and give the radical love that we know so intimately in the Bible. I love his words in his book, Across the Bridge, a vision for change in the future of America. He writes, Release all bitterness, 
Hold only love, only peace in your heart, knowing that the battle of good to overcome evil is already won. Choose confrontation wisely, but when it is your time, don't be afraid to stand up, speak up, and speak out against injustice. And if you follow your truth down the road to peace and the affirmation of love, if you shine like a beacon for all to see, then the poetry of all the great dreamers and philosophers is yours to manifest in a nation, a world community, and a beloved community that is finally at peace with itself. What if instead of the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers, we read, the kingdom of heaven is like a long crowded table, a beloved community that is finally at peace with itself. Let us pray. Almighty God, you remind us this Lenten season that we are made of dust, the matter of stars. In our brief sojourn through this life, help us lift the cumbersome weight of our sinful judgments to go forth in the light of peace and holy radical love so that it may be on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen.